Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Gopal. And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. What up, Leon? What's going on, Magna Gopal? Have you ever just said my first name and not my entire name? Magna Gopal? No, I haven't. I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> you know, I get that all the time. Like, oh, you're Leon Rose. I'm, I'm Leon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you. You're Leon Rose. I'm like, oh. that's actually very true. Leon Rose. It's always Leon Rose. Leon yeah. just, Leon just feels incomplete. And then when people like I was in a party last night, and this guy knows, well, recognizes me from the scene for for years but he didn't remember my name and he goes what's your what's your name again I said Leon and I felt bad not saying Leon Rose but also I didn't want to say Leon Rose to make myself sound even bigger than I am right you know so uh yeah I was fighting with myself but I I am just Leon Magna go pal (laughs) simple old me (laughs) uh well folks our listeners today Today's podcast is inspired by one of our regular listeners, uh, Jonas from Mamba Vikings, Finland, I believe, right? Is it Finland? Finland. I believe it's Finland, if I'm not mistaken. All right, there we go. I hope it is. Jonas, you can correct (laughs) us. Anyways, uh, the question that we got was with regards to leads and kind of getting a frustration uh, with dancing with followers who are either not technically proficient. And so every time you try and lead them through something, they're overturning over rotating, possibly losing their balance. And then the lead has to kind of come to the rescue all the time, or in his case, being a lighter lead dancing with followers who have a need for a heavy lead to really get them through something. And so I guess being tired of, of that as well. And the question is kind of like, do you completely adapt to, to the way that they follow, even though it actually hurts your body, or do you find a way to silently convince your partner on the dance floor? Now, for those of you who have been listening to this podcast over the past four years or so, <laughs> five years, how, how long has it been, Leon? I have no clue. I have no notion of time. Everything, everything five messed up years. after uh, during COVID. Yeah, that's true. Me too. <laughs> uh, so five years, actually. 2017 is when we started. Five years. Um, and for those of you who know us personally or through videos online, I mean, uh, my approach, and I, I feel like I would be speaking a little bit for you too, is always adapting because You're going to be like water. Damn it. We got to the title. You know what? I'll just change the title <laughs> to adapt versus avoid. That's that's the title I wanted to put in there. Be Speaking like of which, water. you guys can yeah, you guys can tell us which title is better. Be like water, my friend, or adapt versus avoid. Um, be like water, by the way, is uh, Bruce Lee's quote, who always said that's how he approached fighting was being like water. And and that's how we kind of approach dancing is um looking at those things that seem like obstacles as just something to flow over and flow around or flow through. Like personally, obviously I'm not leading majority of the time, but I have tons of dancers who I dance with, leads who are either too strong or uh, don't lead 
properly, not at the right time, not at the right uh, moment, not on the right beat. But what I enjoy in those moments is adapting to the lead and seeing how I can kind of influence that energy so that it does become something that's pleasant to me and not something that's painful. Because I remember um, in my workshops on lead and follow techniques, uh, I would do these boot camps and there would be this moment where I would say, okay, I want someone to come up here and lead me rough, like lead me brutally rough. Like you are trying to rip my arm out of the socket. Man, I wish I was there. I've got some moves for you. <laughs> you know what? I'll take you up on that, punk. <laughs> but yeah, I would have these people come up and try and lead me rough. And in in all cases, and most of the time, they, these were like the big, big, big guys who probably didn't need to do much effort to like break an arm. And first try, I would just go with whatever they were doing and really be kind of like a, a what's it called, like a rag doll, you know, and, and it looked painful and it was painful. Yeah. And then I would say, OK, do it again. Do it. Do it even rougher than that. And I would be able to when I would center myself and understand where their energy is coming from, being able to manipulate that energy so that it's not forceful. And actually, the, the whole dance looks smooth, even though they were trying to be as rough as possible. They mm -hmm ended up being really smooth. And I believe that as leads or as follows, we have the capacity, if we have the knowledge of the dance, of our bodies, of our partner's bodies, that we can actually influence that energy in the dance so that it is safe and it is comfortable for both parties. Yeah, I've uh, I've had lots, lots of different issues over the years with that kind of thing. Because at one point, I know I was kind of a rough lead because... Uh, I was used to dancing with the girls in uh, in in London, oh, and they I were know. used to doing my crazy moves. I so know, when it, I know. when I danced with anybody else that hadn't done, I I assumed that everybody understood the basic rules of what we were doing in salsa. So, but not everybody did. Not everybody understood. So I had to change. I had to adapt. I had to become like water. And this is how I created the, uh, the my system of salsitsu. Some of you may have heard me talk about that before. It's my mixture of jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu and salsa. But I've come up with the concept. But anyway, that really, that concept really helped me to rather than force my partner to go and do a move, I try, I try and challenge myself to find ways of doing it and make it light. There are times that I I can I hate dancing with somebody that's really heavy, and you know you kind of have to force them to do a crossbody, and uh, and force them to go for the double uh, for a double spin. Now, really now with that, I see that as a challenge. I, I'm like, okay, I found other ways of leading a double spin without having to do like a big preparation and stuff like that. So it becomes a challenge. But I've dislocated my shoulder so many times now that I don't want to. I I don't want to throw anybody around, so I'm 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 really looking to just be as light as possible and right. get my partners to do whatever I want. And, even with um, that lead, yeah, even with that lead, and there are ways you can manipulate the human body. For for me, you know, it it was a joke in the beginning, the salsitsu business, but it really is like uh the art of dancing without fighting. Sure, you absolutely. Know, really being able to manipulate your partner to do what you want. Right. And as a follower, what's great for me is I dance with somebody that's I'm manipulated in these strange ways and they're just going with the flow. Mm -hmm. 
and within going with the flow, being able to express themselves in different ways, like what you do. Right. You know? And I also think that for leads, you know, there's there's still that huge difference between a lead and a follow because in general, the lead is controlling the dance, right? The lead is dictating what moves are coming up and how. Well, I, I beg to differ. I've danced with some ladies that have uh, <laughs> tried to lead me. <laughs> sure, sure. And and that's something that I've done, right? Like, so as a follower, I realized that there are a lot of things I'd like to do and how can I maneuver my partner into being able to do those things? But in general, like if you're a leader and you're dancing with somebody and you're having moves that are constantly throwing your partner off balance. There are different ways to approach it. You can either approach it with the mentality of how can I get my partner to do this regardless, like you were saying, right? Like how can I find a smoother way, uh, kind of um, a Jedi way to um, manipulate my partner into doing what I want her to do without throwing her off balance. And the alternate way, which is a little bit simpler, is to keep it simple right, is if you're finding double turns to constantly throw your partner off balance to the point where she's falling and you have to go catch her and now you're saying, Don't oh, you're tired. Right, I'm tired of constantly catching my partner. Well, then maybe a single turn would be more appropriate. Make it more creative. Don't just do a single turn that you, you know, everybody else does. Right. Lead by, lead in a different way. Make it a little bit more entertaining. I like to have a, a laugh and a joke while I'm dancing. That's my thing. Right. You know? So th there are many ways to approach the dance. So if you are dancing with someone who is not that experienced, then you can approach it with either the mentality of this is not going to be fun or that this is going to be fun in a different way. And if you can find that approach, then even the mistakes become beautiful creations that you're doing something with your partner. Because at the end of the day, if you think about it, right, when you're doing a move, you have an intention and you have an idea of what that's going to look like. Yeah. And so we've already created visions of what our moves and what our dance is going to be. When mistakes happen, something else gets created. And when we don't plan for those mistakes, we're not trying to make a mistake and create a mistake, right? But whatever that mistake creates is also its own form of art. I'm cutting you off because you you know you talk too much, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I also think there's a, a a um a circle, you know, because why do we get into salsa? We wanna you know we wanna socialize, we wanna social dance, we wanna dance with other people without any other um without any other barriers, and then we wanna learn how to lead or how to follow new moves we want to be on top of our, our, our game we want to get to that point and then when you get that to that point it's almost like you want to prove that you're there you want to prove that you can do all these crazy moves you want to prove that you can do three spins when the guy leads only one do you understand what i'm saying and then i think with experience you start to think ah i don't need to do all of that stuff like i think we're at that point now where we, you don't need to prove that you can spin. If someone leads you, you're going for it. You right. don't have to give yourself that extra just to make them feel that you can do an extra spin. Right. I don't need to leave triple spins in in and uh, make wear myself out, wear my partner out. I don't need to do that. I I, I try and connect more to music or connect more with my partner. That's right. the most important thing with me. Right. Connect with your partner, have that dance, enjoy it, 
And really, I have more fun dancing with lower level dancers just because there's no kind of there's no more no expectations or right. you know it's just it's, it's just a dance and you know they, they 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 may be dancing with me as an instructor if I'm like in a festival or doing a boot camp somewhere I'm in the party or whatever you know there there, there was obviously be some kind of stress right. and I try my objective now is to get my partner to relax and just go with it Right. And then there's other times I've danced with girls that are very good dancers, but they they they're at that point where they got something to prove, where they, they there's a lot of movements happening, a lot of styling, a lot of extra uh, things that are happening that may be getting like confusing the signals. Let's put it that way, mm-hmm. you know, because every 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 lead is a signal to do something. But if you're doing so many things that you lose that connection with right. that 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 with your partner then there's something wrong so you know but also that comes down to the influencers and the influencers are the are the instructors sure we are the influencers so if you're in a town and you're creating a, pe- a group of people that um if your your preferred style is throwing your partner around putting a lot of energy into it then your students are going to be transmitting that as well right you know, um, but if you're if there's uh, somebody that's influencing people to lead lightly or to to dance with just their fingertips, for example, everybody mm-hmm. else is going to be dancing like that. And that's actually a really great point, too, because you you can look at your dance as being that different thing, you know, that different element that's present. So, yeah. If you are dancing with a lot of women that require a heavy lead, a a stronger lead to execute a movement, or you're dancing with women who are constantly feeling this pressure that they have to do multiple things, multiple spins, and they don't have their technique and their grounding and their balance to be able to do them effectively, what you do by dancing with those people, regardless of the fact that you don't have the, it's not your ideal desired connection, is that you bring to them this other way of doing things just by doing it softer or having a lighter lead or not doing such complicated moves. And that allows them to say, oh, you know what? Not every lead needs to be this strong. Not every lead needs to be this rough. Not every dance requires multiple turns and complicated turn patterns. And that's what you bring. But if they never get a dance with someone like you, who's lighter than the average or who's simpler than the average, then all they think is everything has to be a strong lead and everything has to be complicated and they get more and more ingrained with that mentality and then it becomes harder to break. So I think not only do you as a lead in those situations get the opportunity to challenge yourself to see how good of a lead you are and how you can adapt to your partner, but you also bring that opportunity to those followers by showing them that there are other ways to, to enjoy this dance. And you know what, if you are, um, if you are an instructor out there, and this is one of the things that you, you, uh, that annoys you dance with people that are, um, are heavy and whatever you spread the message, you teach it, you mm-hmm. teach what you, you, you want to, you want to feel, you want to, you want to create a, a group of people that are doing that kind of thing. And invite me to come and do a workshop. You know, I will do my technique class and everything will change. (laughs) Everything will change. I will change your lives. (laughs) 
And on that note, and on that note, another thing that could change your life as a dancer or as an instructor is listening to this podcast and sharing this podcast with other dance aficionados. While you're sharing the podcast, share that I can come over to any country and teach. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Joking, but not joking. Right. (laughs) But don't forget to check out our Facebook page and our Instagram page, Naked and Counting. Make sure you give us a like and a follow. Don't forget to leave a comment. Let us know what your experiences are as leaders or as followers and um, what you're doing or how you approach dances where you have this option of either dancing with someone who is strong and rough or heavy or inexperienced. Do you adapt or do you avoid? You don't want to give them your OnlyFans page? Oh, it's uh, Mr. Leon Rowe. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that note, see you next time. Yeah.